I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This, 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 this is the Rich Eisen Show. Show, show. We'll tread water as long as it takes to bury you. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. So everyone's wondering who's going to replace Devontae Adams? Ayahuasca. I just want some ayahuasca for myself. Uh, sometimes I think you're on it, Mike. <laughs> Earlier on the show, the batting stance guy, Guy Rhinus, host of the sick podcast from the NFL Network, Adam Rank, UFC play-by-play announcer, Brent Fitzgerald. Still to come. Big Ten Network host Dave Revson. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Randy Sklar. All right, everybody, we are back. Hour three. This is Brockman was like, this is going to go by so fast. <laughs> I told you. You were right, man. It, it, fast, it went man. by so fast and beautifully fast. We've had a full show that what I love, and because I love all sports, I think Cheap Seats taught us to love all sports, whether it's yep. the actual mm-hmm. sports or beard and mustache championships. <laughs> we one time saw a guy whose beard was in the shape of a check mark, and our joke was, and uh, there's also a check mark in the single column on his tax return. Hey, man. Because that thing really repels women or any relationship. How would cheap seats have handled? Have you seen this like Russian slap contest? We did. So we do it. We have a Patreon, Jason and I, okay. and, and it's uh, patreon.com slash Sklar Brothers. And we do cheaper seats, which is basically <laughs> just stuff we find Perfect. on the Internet to do that. Those slap contests are real. They're that incredible. Is, so you're you're tied to the per- you have to have your hand on the table but there's like a table in front of you mm-hmm. so you don't want right. to be too fat because that that ruins your reach right. but like you turn around and slap those people it's it's insane <laughs> and you're literally watching people like lose memories <laughs> forget relatives <laughs> i mean sometimes people slap you're like you don't know who's going to be great like you'll see a super right, jacked exactly. guy and then you'll just see a guy who looks like he just just crushed 30 wings at you know <laughs> buffalo wild wings and he just comes up with like the biggest hand yeah. a giant like catcher's mitt that slapped someone into yesterday those are crazy yeah so we try and find all those things i feel, I feel like stallone should remake that you know like over the top <laughs> the russian slap contest. i mean over the top the idea we talked about this on chief seat the idea that you could uh arm Not wrestle wrestling. for custody of your kid <laughs> arm wrestle <laughs> for custody You're of your kid right. Like, and where are you going to keep the kid? Oh, just in the back of my truck. In the back we, of my uh, truck. the country. Yeah. Well, it, does he have an actual seat? No. We'll just throw him in the cab in the back. No. No court of law will be like, how did you get this kid? I arm wrestled someone. <laughs> there was a guy there drinking motor oil. Remember that, dude? I mean, we talked. Look, we talked to Brendan Fitzgerald about Conor McGregor being in the reboot of Roadhouse 2. 
Roadhouse 2. Like, I love that Roadhouse wow. 1 made bouncing kind of fun. <laughs> right. like, all the bouncers in Roadhouse 1 were like professional wrestlers in regional wrestling in the 1980s. If you were a big fat guy, you're in. Yeah. Right? My, minus Terry Funk, who everyone knew. Right. Yeah. I mean, I remember like Bulldog Bob Brown. I remember watching one that like basically Bulldog Bob Brown was wearing like a huge black Speedo that almost came up to his nipples. And I was like, that thing has more black material than Chris Rock right now. Hey, uh, hey. so we were talking earlier in the show about, uh, the NFL and I wanted to get to some Cowboys stuff. Cause I know TJ, it, it cuts close to home. Jerry Jones, of course, can't, he can't have an off season or enter into a season without stirring up some drama. Facts. So he, he buys a $28.1 million house. Now, how do I know that? Because he says it. The, it it's mentioned that the, it, he wanted to show up our boy Shaq. I got a bigger house than Shaq. Because, again, he is, it's all about swinging the you-know-what around to let people know how big you are and how great you are. I got, so he's flaunting how much money he bought on a new mansion. And yet, with all the injuries in the receiving core, he won't go out and get a new wide receiver. Does that upset you, TJ? Does that, like, stop talking about the house and get me someone that can take it to the house? I mean, I don't know what's going on. I We made a list the other day of some pretty decent free agents out there. And then the second we said it, we looked on Twitter, Jerry, doesn't it plan on addressing the wide receiver? I, I, so why not? I mean, Michael Gallup is like a guy and he's hurt. He's hurt. You know who else? There's some another guy James is hurt. Washington. James Washington. Damn act together. James, <laughs> James White. He's yeah. like, I got to get a new pontoon boat for Jeannie. And it's like, all right, listen, you don't need to be spending on, you don't need another pontoon boat to take on late grapevine out there. Like, grapevine. just focus on your team. You don't want to be nine and eight or eight and nine. You know, you're oh. actually in a very winnable division, yeah. bro. Yeah. Like, this. I wouldn't say the Eagles are juggernauts. I wouldn't say the Washington football. The Commanders are, are juggernauts. I wouldn't say that uh, the Giants, Giants are, Giants are down. Like, that division is winnable. And we've won it. And you've won it. But I will say this. Like, when I was mentioning the great quarterbacks earlier mm-hmm. on the show with Adam Rank, you've got sort of like your Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. And that's then you've tier got... tier one guys, yeah. Yeah, that's the tier one. Those guys are unbelievable. They're older. And then you got your Russell Wilsons. And I'm trying to think of another person who's been around longer. But then you've got all these great young guns, the Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allens and Justin Herberts and those players... Notice I didn't mention Dak Prescott. I think he is good. I don't think he's elite. I think he's good. I don't think he's elite. I don't think you need to be elite to win that division. But, I mean, this is the guy you're riding with for the next several years. How do you feel about that, TJ? I I mean, on field, I think Dak gets a lot. He gets a knock against him. Because I feel like when you're the, the, the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, you have a spotlight on you regardless you know as we look at every morning every sports show when we're waiting to come on has their lower third and it's some ridiculous thing thing. about about, about the most pressure is here's the deal about Dak like Dak can go six and eleven he's still going to be the quarterback of the Cowboys next year because of this fact your quarterback's like your CEO of you of your team Mm -hmm. right and it's one thing yeah obviously you want to have you want to have success on the field that's paramount, right? Mm-hmm. It's what you have to have. But you also don't want to like get a text in the middle of the night that your quarterback, the face of your franchise, is out doing some you know he, wild stuff. Right. He's a guy you can rely you on. You can rely on That's him. Right. So, I mean, and I know we're looking at you have to win football games. Granted, that is true. 
but the Dallas Cowboys are the most valuable franchise uh, I mean, in it's, sports, right? They, so okay, there's a lot than more the Yankees. that goes in. That came out more than the Yankees. $6.5 billion. Yeah. And it's Yankees not even really close crazy. to the second. So I mean, I, I, I feel like Dak is much better than people give him credit for. Is he a tier one quarterback right I, now? No, I don't but think like, so. who is Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers? It's not those guys don't who grow on they? trees. <laughs> I know. You know true. what I mean? Who, are, who is Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> you know, TJ like, asks inquisitively. Can, well, Tom Brady, like, we can't. Can't, no, you're I not just going to find guys like you that. You can't just pull those you, guys. You know, and also we look at quarterbacks is like, are you a guy who likes quarterback one loss records? Because I'm like, there's 22 guys out in that. Field that have to work together to get the win. So to strictly just put that on the quarterback is always a little it's weird. It's not to all me. on him. So you need receivers, Jerry Jones. Stop That's, buying yes. houses and go out and buy a wide receiver for your guy to to do that. This is who you are. Be the franchise that is the most valuable franchise out there. Listen, if he's the CEO, then the coach has to be the chairman of the board, and that would make Jerry Jones the owner, God, which I know he feels that way. But like so if you're the chairman of the board of this C of this team, which is like a company. Uh, why would you want to be chairman of the board if, like, Jimmy Johnson gives him two Super Bowl rings and you're going to play him like he's playing him in terms of, like, I'm not going to put – I'll I'll put you in the ring of honor, but I'm not going to set a date for that. I mean, who's he going to put in front of him? Chan Gailey? <laughs> right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's going to put Gary Hogaboom up there just Hogaboom. to – Hogaboom, Q Carter, just to, like, you know, throw even more shade at the guy who gave you two Super Bowls? Yeah, who knows? Like we we've talked about this many so times here. Petty. Like if I wish somebody could have just sat those two down. Agreed. And, and really and been like, look at what you have and look what you're about to lose. Obviously you didn't know that then, but didn't I mean know it my, it's it's so frustrating when you think of that team could have possibly won four Super Bowls in a row had Jimmy not gotten fired. I know, and you say say about Jimmy Johnson, okay, fine, but mend the fence. Like, that was the best time in your history yeah. in recent, certainly in the last 25 years. That's the best time that you've, your last 30 years. That's the time right there you want to look back on. Why does there need to be, ac, you know, acrimony? Why does there not, why, why do you guys... What was the word, Chris? Sniveling? Was that? Sniveling. 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 Call sniveling. 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 sniveling Jim. Sniveling. Sniveling Jimmy. It's kind of like uh, Slipping Jimmy in, uh, in, <laughs> Better, Call Saul. in Better Call Saul. He's Sniveling Jimmy. But obviously, you know, these guys, they went to college together. They have a long history. And right. I'm sure there's things, obviously, that we'll never we know, know that yeah. have transpired I'm between sure. the two of them. They, as far back as they go, they go to the early But he's all stories. about image. Yeah. Jerry Jones knows it's about what you show. It's about the 750-foot flat screen TV that's at the center of your thing. Like, you know it's all about the image. It's about the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders it's about all that stuff yeah. why can't you at least forget about what's behind the scenes don't be a petty owner put it to rest for your fans like you yeah. and put induct the guy in the ring of fame who's going to be mad about jimmy johnson not there's only one person who's going to be mad about you giving him his spotlight and his name is jerry jones and it shouldn't be because without him those three trophies that you got you don't have those i 100 agree all right Brockman, let's, let's get, get to it. it. Well, that hey. was pleasant. Rambles was hey, glad we was could, you know, was we could talk a lovely like Cowboys discussion. <laughs> human beings. Well, he didn't come at me like Rich normally. Does, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> All right, if it's Friday, it's What's More Likely. Hit it. Let's go. What? What's More Likely? Never say never, but never. <laughs> All right, Randy, uh, pretty simple game we play. Let's I give you it. two options. You say which one is more likely. Okay. TJ, Mike, feel free to chime in. Oh, yeah. All right, these two teams played last night mm-hmm. in Canton. Jaguars, Raiders. What's more likely? The Jaguars have the number one pick again, mm-hmm. or the Raiders make the Super Bowl? Oh, that's those are two. Uh, wow. 
I think the Jaguars get uh, number one pick again. I think the Raiders are going to make the playoffs. They will not make the Super Bowl. They just don't have that team yet. But I think the Jaguars could very easily. Because I think Detroit's going to be better than we all think. Oh. Uh, I think they're going to take a step forward. But I could see the Jaguars still not putting it together. Not saying I'm giving up on Trevor Lawrence. But no, I, I like do him. think I, like I think he'll be good in a couple of years. TJ? I, I agree with what you're saying. All right. Next up, uh, a lot of been making, uh, lots been made of Matthew Stafford's throwing elbow this week yeah so what's more likely this is a very big deal all season or ends up being nothing at all i mean if it was nothing we would not be hearing about it you hear you peel back the carpet to see all the times the dog has peed on the floor you know what i mean you just peel it back and you're like wow so they peeled back a little bit right there just to let us know and i feel like that was floated out there to like be like all right everybody manage expectations when he goes down in week three we told you so this thing you know it's like you know the story about how doctors walk into the doctor's office and they write they say one thing, but write the different thing on the chart. <laughs> just so like you come back and be like, well, you told me it wasn't terminal. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I wrote, sorry I Did I say that? I wrote down that it, it was, was terminal. Chart I'm so sorry. But, you know, that's the point is that like there's you kind of they're playing it both ways. Because if it's nothing, you won't hear about it again. Right. But they're planting the seeds so that if he does go down. It was funny, I mean. like McVeigh calling it abnormal kind of like yeah. cut off a little flag for me. But then the Rams posted a video on Twitter of Stafford throwing like a 50 yard bomb. Yesterday, and I was just like, okay, so which is it? But it's like Adam Rank said earlier on the show, sit him. You don't need him to take any reps whatsoever in this time time period. Sit him, get him with that guy who's the throwing guru, and just let him do whatever exercises and put his arm in a cryogenic freezer. All right, uh, moving on, guys. We know Cooper Cup had one of the greatest wide receiver seasons ever last year. Offensive player of the year, he was amazing. Justin Jefferson for Minnesota Thinks that he's better than Cooper Cup. So oh, what's wow. more likely? The wide receiver to have the better season in 2022, Cooper Cup or Double J? What do you, I think, I mean, Cooper Cup's amazing. And again, this is somewhat predicated on the fact that Stafford's got to be around. Right. If Stafford's not around, I don't know if Cooper Cup has that year. And so a little bit of that elbow abnormality or abnormalness, that kind of gets into it. I think it's still going to be Cooper Cup. I mean, I like JJ, but I think it's going to be Cooper Cup. TJ, how much are you going to pay for Justin Jefferson in your auction draft? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, you're not going to get him for less than 35 36 Okay. 40 bucks. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. He's going to, it's going is he to cost be number you. one, or is Cup going to be number one, you think, uh, in your league? Oh, for price rise? Yeah. No, nah, it'll, it'll end up being Taylor, McCaffrey. I mean, Cup. for wide receiver. A wide receiver, yeah, it'll yeah, yeah. be Cup, Jefferson. Cup, Jefferson. Maybe Chase. Not so sure. Chase. But it's definitely Jefferson Chase. and Cup. I mean, again, we didn't even mention Joe Burrow as a young guy, as like the guy who led his team to the Super Bowl. They were in last place two, three years earlier. Amazing. We love Joey Burrow around here. Me too. All right, Hard Knock starts next week, guys. Tuesday is the Detroit Lions, but they're doing in-season again this year. Yeah. In-season is the Arizona Cardinals. Wow. Who's more likely to be the more entertaining Hard Knocks team, Lions or Cardinals? Uh, I think it's going to be the Cardinals. I mean, Dan Campbell is is crazy. A crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Campbell's like the guy at the, who sets up a lawn chair at a high school football game <laughs> who doesn't have kids on either team. <laughs> and he's doing the most yelling. And you're like, is it, do you know this guy? I just Dan love the Campbell? game. <laughs> uh, so he's going to be fun and exciting and interesting. And I think Detroit, it's nice to shine a light on them. I actually think... There's a renaissance for Detroit. The Pistons picked up Jaden Ivey. I think that's turning them around a little bit. I think you're going to see the Pistons get better, and I do think the the Lions are going to get better. But Kyler Murray is 
great. Kyler Murray is like Diana Ross. Like you, he's he's so talented and so great. It can do things you've never seen before. But like, remember when Diana Ross was at like I, I want to say it was maybe it was the Oscars or whoever, and she's like, I want everyone to sing Happy Birthday to me at the Oscars. <laughs> I'm like. Uh, woman, your birthday is like in May. Like, what are we doing right now? So I'm like, there could be like those moments with Kyler Murray where he's like, I'm just not going to play the third and fourth quarter. And you're filming that right there. Right. Crazy. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, yeah. Both teams. I think it's going to be awesome. Hard Knocks yeah. is best. No matter who's Hard in Knocks it, is Hard Knocks is always like, amazing. How are you making a full documentary film? In a week. In the week that just happened. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you're showing slow motion of sprinklers, and I'm like, this is like better filmmaking than anything I've ever seen on the Oscars. You got it, Mike? Got no, not ready. All right. Big ups. Big news <laughs> yesterday in free agency. Matthew Barry joined NBC. Very happy to I have love Matt Barry, Matthew yep. Barry, part yep. of the NBC sports family. Yep. But I was looking at his uh, top list already yesterday because he was just already doing fantasy research. He has Jalen Hurts. Ahead of Tom Brady in fantasy quarterback rankings. That's well, crazy. Who's the quarterback you want in fantasy this year? Jalen Hurts or Tom Brady? So I always, and I don't know if you guys do this. I, if I auto draft, I get Jalen Hurts. If I do the draft myself, I pick Tom Brady because it's like, no, you're going to pick the best looking piece of food that's there. <laughs> right. Whereas like the auto draft is like, no, you need uh, broccolini. First, and I'm like a broccolini. So I end up like with running, running backs and tight ends and wide receivers, and then like fifth or sixth round, I get like Ryan Tannehill is my QB. It's like it's so you know. But when you really should get Tom Brady because, but my brother had Tom Brady in fantasy last year. He had him, and he wasn't great. He wasn't great, and he and he didn't. He Jay was like kind of upper part of it but not right. in the top two or three Ooh, Jalen Hurts might be that guy to rush for a touchdown right. run for more yards and those things count so they really do. I think it's a tough call I'm going to go with uh, Matthew Berry and say Jalen Hurts is the wow. better fantasy pick I'm not saying he's a better quarterback better fantasy pick DJ what, what you're saying makes sense because with her, you're accumulating all these points That's right. with Hurts and we're not again you're not saying you're going to take Jalen Hurts over Tom Brady in a real football never, game never. we're just saying for fantasy purposes yeah I, and I'm trying to look up Tom's stats because I thought he did fairly deep I mean he had 43 touchdowns and six picks last year I know but so in 5300 yards that translates to some a good few fantasy game, I think he had a few games last year we had a lot and then he had a couple games where he didn't show up and so if he if he sh- plays great mm-hmm. and you win that, but everybody else was great and your team was down like you didn't need him, it's like it, it, it's yeah. when do these things come? It's like he, I, Jason said that he had didn't win him any any weeks gotcha. last year, and that right. was kind of a bummer. But I mean, I don't know, man. Jalen Hurts to me, if you're looking out at other quarterbacks out there, Jalen Hurts should look at Russell Wilson and be like, I want to be him. Yeah. yeah, I could be him. And I'm not an Eagle fan, as you guys know, but I'm really worried about that team yeah, this year. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, by the way, Chris, I've already done about this is no lie. 48 mock drafts. Yeah, I believe Already, it. Okay. <laughs> I, I believe it. I, 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 I mock draft a lot. Yeah, so I'm ready. Draft. Fantasy is the Game best. All right, last one just for you, Randy Sklar, yeah. Michigan man. What's more likely? Michigan gets back to the college football playoff or the SEC wins the championship once again? Um, Wait, can't both things happen? Can both things happen? They can get to the playoff and the SEC wins the championship again? I mean, if you're going to cop out, I guess. I mean, look, Alabama and Georgia are already in, so they're already in the playoff already, and they're saying Ohio State, but not so fast. 
I mean, you never know what's going to happen. It really depends on how J.J. McCarthy comes along throughout the year, if he takes over the starting quarterback job. And we'll get into all of this with Dave Revson in the next segment. But, like, if J.J. McCarthy can be that guy, uh, he... I watched him at the kind of in the last quarter, last quarter and a half of the Georgia game last year that Michigan got blown out. And I'm like, well, J.J. McCarthy can do some things that might put Michigan in a different conversation. Now, winning in Columbus is going to be difficult, but I would love to see both those teams go into that game 11-0. And then you're watching just, okay, this is what we're here for. This is what, even if you lose, but you make it a game, that's going to be really exciting. So I think Michigan's got a shot. Even if Michigan loses that game, if, if Ohio State's the number one team, Michigan could still make the playoff. Could still be four. Could still be four, still which be would four. be amazing. So I say I'm going to pick Michigan goes to the playoff because I'm a homer. Uh, there you go. That's <laughs> there it. Go. Let's, take likely. A, let's take a break. Uh, oops, sorry, knocked that over. We'll take a break and we come back. We got Revson, everybody. Gonna be fantastic. Want to talk to you about Callaway, guys. There with Callaway engineered the Chrome Soft to be the best tour ball. It didn't just make the best players better, it made everyone better. Men, women, first time major winners, me, Jason, recent major winners, <laughs> club champions, business, business golfers, everybody else. The Chrome Soft family has the best tour performance for every type of performance, starting with the regular Chrome Soft, which is designed. Designed for the widest range of golfers who want better feel, more distance, and incredible forgiveness. But for better players looking for more workability, ChromeSoft X provides, X gonna get you, provides uh, excellent spin consistency and tour level short game control. Finally, ChromeSoft XLS gives you a lower spin golf ball on longer shots firmer feel but still with high spin around the greens which is really important and now every chrome soft is enhanced with precision technology which uses design techniques and manufacturing specifications up to one one thousandth of an inch that's amazing this uh, ensures that they're highest quality most consistent fastest golf balls possible uh, when you add it all up it's pretty simple chrome soft is better for the best and better for everyone find out which chrome soft is right for you at callawaygolf.com slash chrome soft and when we come back dave revson rever can't wait on the other side of the break let's talk sleep number people because quality sleep is so essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs and the same thing for your partner so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature quiets your snores or your partner's Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back, everybody, on Sirius Radio. We are here. Randy Sklar filling in for Rich Eisen uh, on Peacock, NBC Sports on Peacock. Happy to be here with the boys, Brockman, uh, Mike, TJ. You guys are all killing it today. Uh, Hoskins helping me out. Everybody helping me out here. I need all the help I can get. finish strong. (laughs) We're going to finish this thing up strong. My daughter's here today. Maybe I'll throw her on at the very end of the show and just you can get all the inside stuff on me. Uh, but, uh, this guy coming on now, I, I love him so much. He always, here's what I love about him. I loved him on, when he was on ESPN, loved him on sports center, uh, so buttoned up. And now as a Michigan fan, I watch the big 10 network all the time and he is amazing. I don't know if, he, if he's on the line. Do we have him on the line right now? Great. Joining us on the Mercedes Benz fans phone line is our friend, the great Dave Revson. Rever, how you doing, bud? I'm great, Randy. If I'm on the Mercedes-Benz line, do I get a Mercedes? I, I uh, work it's that. the Mercedes-Benz. Did you work on that? No, Dave, it's the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, so I can maybe get you a pair of Vans. Is that okay? <laughs> can I do that for you? Yeah, uh, they look like the Tennessee checkerboard. Ends I'm up. in, yeah, man. I've got great. a pair. I yeah. love it. Uh, how excited? Okay. How excited are we? Wednesday of this week, uh, we uh, started fall camp in the Big Ten. Uh, we've, it's a long time coming, and now it feels real, right? It does indeed, yeah. So we just finished our second uh, camp stop. I'm, in fact, uh, sitting here parked at Northwestern, staring at the waves coming in off Lake, Lake Michigan. Michigan. It's really a gorgeous day. Yeah. We were at Nebraska yesterday. We're heading down to Champaign tomorrow. I love it. So we're off and running, man. It's hard to believe. But, yeah, we're watching some actual live football. I love those uh, those camp stops that you guys do because you go so in-depth into, you know, at the beginning of camp is almost like after the draft of the NFL. There's there's hope in a lot of places where you say, okay, if we can just get this right, if we can just, we're in year three of this coordinator and we can get this right, Things are, there is hope. And I do think there's hope in Northwestern. I mean, Pat, Pat Fitzgerald in, in the every other year plan, I always feel like he's, isn't it like the way the ball bounces with him? It's like you're either 10 and three or three and 10, but because you got some bad breaks and because you got some good breaks, but no one could deny that he's, he's not, he's an amazing coach. The the last four years have been weird. You know, what's, what's strange is that they had really avoided the three win seasons. I mean, for them, a bad year had turned into, you know, five or six wins, which, you know, some people went for four years here and didn't see six wins back in the day. So, right, right. Combined. So, you know, total in the four years. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's been a little weird that two of the last four years they've won the West and two of the last four years they finished in last in the West. Yeah. Uh, this one will be I, – I, I don't see them doing either this year. I, I could be wrong. I, this felt like a little more middle-of-the-road team when we saw them today. Quarterback play has been – an issue in the down sure. years. I think they're a little better there this year. And then they had a change in defensive coordinator That's last right. year. They had a guy who was here forever, and Mike Hankowitz, who was fabulous. Amazing. Uh, they hit a real bump in the road mm-hmm. last year with Jim O'Neill. So we'll see whether or not he can get this group back and, and humming again. I mean, Northwestern and, and Fitzgerald, was he's the type of guy to get the most out of, like, three-star prospects, right? But they actually have a pretty good recruiting class coming in 
in the future for 2023, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Yeah, they do. They were for a while. They signed their a lot, or they got commitments from a lot of their class. No one's actually physically signed them yet. Right. Uh, pretty early. So I think there was a period like in June where they were like third in the country. Yeah. <laughs> that dropped off. That like dropped off a little slow bit. Slow your roll. Yeah, it's 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 still a pretty good class. Uh, as other people have have signed more players, they've fallen back a little bit. Uh, but yeah, they and you know they have um, they have a surefire first round pick on this team. Uh, Peter Skaronsky, the left tackle, yeah, is uh, I mean just man, he is fun to watch. He's really fabulous. So there's some you know, some decent talent. But you're right. I mean, I think really what Fitz has done so well through the years is it's been one of the better developmental programs in the country, along with a few others in our league. Like Iowa's really good. Absolutely. Developing players. Yep. Wisconsin's really good. Amazing. Taking three stars and churning out good teams. So there are a number of programs that do it. And, and this, uh, where I am today, has been one of them for sure. I mean, Wisconsin is so good at identifying talent that Michigan got a, a guy who's coming in as a freshman, Jimmy Rolder from the Chicago area, and he was identified baseball kid for years and years and then his recruit or for and for most of his recruitment. So he really wasn't even on the radar. But then his recruitment started picking up at the end and Wisconsin identified him as a linebacker. And you look at the linebackers, Leo Schnell and I mean, you're just looking at the linebackers that they have produced in the last period of time and You'll take a guy because Wisconsin evaled them as a guy that they want, right? It's now to that point. I 100% think that. Like, I really think that is a, when Wisconsin offers a kid, yep. it's the rest of the Big Ten if it's an under-the-radar kid. And again, I'd say the same thing. Like, I think that's the case with Iowa. I mean, they've turned three-star guys into All-Americans routinely. So, hey, what do they see in yeah. this guy? That, that maybe we don't. I mean, I, I, I do think that's a, a really good way. Certainly if Wisconsin offers a running back, you should be aware of it. Or an offensive or an offensive lineman. Yeah, or an offensive lineman in state particularly. Yes, yeah. They, they tend to find some road road graders. Yep, so some no, dairy I farmers. I, yeah, I think there'd be a that'd be a pretty good way to, to go about it. All right. So you're heading down to Nebraska in a little bit. Uh Are you there yesterday? Uh, What's the, I mean, what's the pressure cooker situation? I mean, where are they with Scott Frost? Is are they like, you got to win right now? Are they like, we don't care. Uh, We were Nebraska football and now we don't know what we are anymore. Talk about a snake bitten guy. I mean, that guy has put his team in position to win a lot of time. I felt like their team was, could have been eight and four last year. If a couple of breaks go their way. They lost nine games, and all of them were by single-digit margins. The yeah. first time that's happened in the history of college football, Randy. And that's and college crazy. Football's been going on for a long time, as you are well aware. Yeah. So yeah. there aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of seasons where no one's ever done that before. Right. No one had ever lost nine games by a single-digit margin until Nebraska did it last year, and you know, unfortunately, the nine losses tied a school record, which was set. Uh, well over a, a half a century ago, and it's not the kind of school record you want to tie. So, um, yeah, they got their work cut out for him. I do not think they are. I mean, he has to win this year. Now, what does that look like? Right. Does it look like making a bowl game? I think it depends how they win and how they lose, right? Like, yeah. I, I think you could have a 7-5 and five season that ends in a, an okay bowl game, and then the five losses, you were really competitive, and I think you could say, all right, well, that's progress. He's turning around, and, yeah. And I think the flip... Right. I think the flip side could be true, though, too. You know, if you play Oklahoma 
and they beat you by 40 points. Yep. You know, people went, uh, so I, I, again, and that didn't happen, you know, again, no one beat them by 40 points last year. I'd be That's right. If someone did this year. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting team. They certainly look better when we saw them yesterday. Um, I, I thought they had a good practice. He made a good offensive coordinator hire, and, and Mark Whipple, who's a veteran right. guy, they were o- over 41 points a game at Pitt last year. So uh, we'll see. But, no, it's uh, no one is happy with 15-29, and 29, and, and that's his record at Nebraska. Uh, again, Snakebin, we're talking to Dave Revson, fantastic play-by-play guy and anchors the desk at the Big Ten Network, does such a great job. Again, I watch so much of it because my team is there. Uh, you and our friend Mike Hall do such a great job over there. I love what you guys are doing at the Big Ten Network. And it's expanding uh, coast to coast, baby. Uh, we picked up UCLA and USC. As a Michigan fan who lives in L.A., I'm like, I'm going to get to see these guys out here. Uh, play some in, in-conference games. Uh, I remember I watched your coverage of it when it happened. And you guys, it was shocking in many ways, but I think you guys all saw it for the positive that it is for the conference. It's great for the Big Ten, Randy. I mean, it, I don't think there's any debate about it. You're adding two fabulous athletic programs, mm-hmm. two institutions that, uh, when you think about expansion, obviously, historically, we've always thought about it being in contiguous states to the rest Footprint of the stuff, yeah. They have expanded in the past. Right. And so I don't think I'd ever considered the notion that schools outside of contiguous states would be in play. But as soon as you kind of get yourself out of that old way of thinking, I mean, UCLA and USC are grand slams. They are much like Big Ten schools. They're broad-based athletic programs that have incredible success. They're both among the top three all-times in terms of total team national championship oh, yeah. one. Um, obviously, feels like they're both kind of up-and-coming in football, UCLA, with Chip Kelly last year started to turn it around a mm-hmm. bit, and, and USC made USC is going to be great. Lincoln, Riley. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. and so, recruiting off the charts. Uh, oh my gosh, the so, recruiting's insane. Yeah, it's it, it's fabulous for the Big Ten. I mean, I just you know again, I there are, there's a lot going on in college sports right now, and, oh my and God. what it means for some of the for some of the other conferences, and mm. like I think that it's really important that we kind of keep this a national sport and that. Yeah. People are interested outside of just, you know, the top two leagues. But, but for the Big Ten specifically, it is a grand slam. I mean, they are amazing additions. So if you – I know this is the question. The, the, the next question is, because you mentioned it, it's not just football. It's basketball with UCLA. They're always there. And USC at times, they're, they're there as well. But it's, it's baseball. It's softball. I mean, it's, it's swimming and diving with USC. I mean, all these sports carry – just major, you know, who knows? We might even get to see a, a USC hockey team. You don't know. But, I mean, the idea that, like, these, these, they bring a lot to the table in terms of all sports. You know, was it mentioned the other day? Did I hear this or mishear this? The idea that, did Kevin Warren say there will be no more Pac-12 teams, like, I- included in the Big Ten? Was that forever or just for right now? Because, to me, a Stanford and a Cal make sense in, in terms of getting that San Francisco market, too. If he did say that, I missed it. Okay, it well, if you missed it, then that, all right. Yeah. <laughs> then it didn't uh, happen. I, I, you know, I, I think what Kevin Warren has basically said is you add to your league when it makes sense. Right. You, um, you, know, you, uh, you assess everything, and you decide whether or not it, it's logical. And he has not 
I, basically, we just have Big Ten Media Days. Is I, I won't rule out that there will be further expansion, but we're not actively in the expansion game. Okay. But if there's something that if there's someone that expresses an interest and makes sense, then you consider it. So I, I think that's where it is. I mean. I, I don't know, Randy. I always feel like after every earthquake, there's aftershock. Right. There's and something so else coming. This right. This yeah. is an earthquake. Whether yeah. or not the aftershock is in the Big Ten, or whether it's somewhere else, who knows? But but I I find it hard to believe that that it will just kind of settle back with those two moves. So yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a fascinating time, man. And and again, kind of who has the power. You know, which leagues are leagues that can add, which leagues are leagues that are playing defense. That's right, that are getting raided. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we're on with Dave Revson, at BTN Dave Revson. Phenomenal follow on Twitter. Follow him. Uh, watch all the shows that he anchors on the BTN uh, Big Ten Network. Uh, you're great. You're fantastic at what you do. Uh, my question is, let's say it does expand a few more teams, and that may happen down the road. What happens to a non-conference schedule? You could spend the whole time playing teams within your con. You can get a whole schedule out of just teams in your conference. Is it the type of thing where maybe you play one kind of tune-up game against your, not Colorado States, but you know what I mean? You play one game against the team that Slippery Rock State University, and then you're into your schedule, whatever it is, from your crossing over for a few games, and then from league, you know, from east to west, and then you're into your the meat of your conference. I don't know how you would do it. I mean, I'm of two minds on this. I think I'm one. Jim Delaney said it best. He said, we want to play each other more, not less. I mean, that's the right. point of being in a conference. Right. When they went to 20 basketball games. We want to play each other more. Mm-hmm. Um what I would say is the incentives in basketball are to play each other more. Right. The, the selection committee rewards you for playing a difficult schedule. They don't mm-hmm. look as much at your record as they do at who you That's right. play. That's right. Right. Yeah. Now, in football, it is, in football, it's not been that way, Randy. Like, mm-hmm. you're eliminated from the playoff race when you lose a second game. I know. And I will believe that until somebody proves to me that we're going to put a two-loss team in I do not think there's any incentive to schedule difficult games in the non-conference. No one is rewarding you for that. And yep. so I think then the challenge becomes, uh, are we cutting off our nose to spite our face? Right. Are we playing one another more and then hurting our chances of getting into the playoffs? So, or if you're further down in the league and you're a program that's looking to count to six and make it to a bowl game, yeah. right? All of a sudden, are you saying, well, now, if we got to play 10 conference games, how are we going to get, get those six wins and make a bowl? Yeah. yeah. We need three in non conference or two in non conference and then a couple things to go yep. our way in the conference just, yep. just to make that bowl game, which is important for us. So I, I'm with you. I don't, I don't know how it gets settled if it, if it does expand that level. But what you talked, what you're talking about and what you opened the door on the conversation, and maybe this is the last thing we'll talk about here is the need for, I think, the college football playoff to expand and immediately like I would love to see 12 teams in there because then you would see some of those great two loss teams get in and and you know you shouldn't be left out yes then you'll people be saying but what about the 13th team and the 14th team just like they say what about these teams that got snubbed in the NCAA when we're picking 68 but I think they're saying it a little bit less when it expanded even to 68 so you know, it. I really believe it has to expand now. I, w- I want to wonder your thoughts on that. 
I'm with you. I think particularly as we kind of consolidate power in the SEC and the Big Ten, I think it's probably more important than ever right. that it expands because I do think like part of the genius of the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. is that everyone goes into the season thinking they have a chance. Right. And so I, I do think that you need to make sure that college, college football is a regional sport that plays for a national championship. That's right. I mean, it's <laughs> That's right. And it always has been. And so I think all regions of the country, like what has been frustrating to a lot of people recently, has been that it seems like all the powers consolidated in yep. the southeast. Alabama and, and Georgia, and people, they're, they're, they're going to be Clemson, there this year. Right? Yeah, yeah, Clemson, so exactly. lose interest. And so I think what, the more teams you put in, the more interest that, that you're going to have. I and agree. I think it used to be of this mindset, but, but again, I, I just feel like if we're going to play some sort of a national playoff, you have to have it in such a way that that every region of the country feels represented. And it may end up being there four from the, the SEC and four sure. from the Big Ten, but then who fills out the rest of that field? I would love to, to see it. A way to have it from others. It's other Cincinnati. It's Oregon. It's USC. Yeah. It's at, I mean, whoever it is. I know the USC is now in the Big Ten, but I mean, it's it's other teams. <laughs> or maybe it's Boise yeah. State is the 12th team. You know what yeah. I mean? One of the, some of those great teams. So you say to yourself, you know, we made the playoff. That's the recruiting pitch. You go out to recruit and you might be able to pull a kid from Texas to come where, you know, come up north as opposed to, well, forget it. He's going to A&M because... This is what they, we didn't even get into NIL. Dave Revson, there's so much to talk about with you, but uh, I, I just appreciate you coming on the show and uh, good luck on this, on the uh, camp stops. We'll be checking all that. When are you in Ann Arbor? Uh, sometime the middle of next week, I think. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's all, it's all, a, you know, it's all a haze. Where they tell me to go. That's yeah, right. Yeah. And it's you all do, a haze. and you do a great job when you get there uh, at, at BTN Dave Revson, follow him, watch him. These these camp stops are awesome. We appreciate you, buddy, and uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for all your kind words, Randy. Keep up your great work, and thanks for having me on. Dave Revson, everybody. Brockman, so good, right? He's so good. We didn't so even good. get into NIL or I mean, transfer yeah, know, portal right? or any of that stuff. There's a million things to talk to with that guy. Yeah, because that's kind of the, the, the real life bog me down, put me to sleep stuff about college sports right now. You right. Know, let's, the games are happening very soon. Let's get into the game. I want to know the feeling in, in Nebraska. Right. Like Link, Tell me what it is in Lincoln. You know what I mean? Are they excited or are they nervous about Scott Frost? And he, he told it like it was. For real. I love it. Well, let's take a break. So we take a break, Let's and then we'll break. come back. We have one more segment to go. This has been such a dream. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll be back soon. I can't wait. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
All right, gang, we did it. We got to the end of the show. Hey, what a great day today. I love this. Thank you, Rich Eisen, the great Rich Eisen, for letting yes, me, giving me you. the keys to this Rolls Royce of a show. And uh, I bring to me and, and on the show right now, Perhaps my one of the greatest accomplish, accomplishments of all time, my oldest daughter, Daisy Squire. Daisy, Daisy, how are you? I'm good. Yeah? I'm loving it. You've Did, done a great job. Thank you. And I'll pay you more later uh, for saying that. She is, uh, we do bits together. And that was the thing that I told you, the joke. She's the one who directed the video. We're like, yeah, that doesn't look like you at all um, on the billboard. Fan- fantastic. Comedy is currency in our family. Do Absolutely. you agree? Absolutely. So I'm going to tell this story because we saw Brian. And then we'll just talk about, uh, we'll ask you some questions a little bit. But I'm glad that you're uh, with me. We're like the new Sklar brothers. But we are. I'm replacing Jason. Thank this you, is, Jay. You're out of here. You hear that? Out. You're out. So Brockman and I, so Jay and Brockman and I, we were at the ESPYs together because uh, Sarah Tiana, who wrote on the Nosebleeds, she was amazing, also wrote on the ESPYs, yep. and we all got a chance to go there because we were promoting the Nosebleeds. Here we are in a great Brockman looks possessed. <laughs> What's uh, happening? I, one too many uh, watermelon seltzer. Those little hard <laughs> seltzers kind of get you out of nowhere. Yeah. And Jay's in the back. He clearly didn't have enough of that, uh, but he was getting there. And we just had the best time. And we go down to the main lobby floor as all the stars are coming in. And I love that Brockman's there with us because Brockman is like pushing us to go over and talk to people. Because <laughs> you guys were like, oh, man, look, it's it's so-and-so. Like, should we go, like, Dikembe Mutombo, should we go get a picture? I'm like, yes, just get walk a up picture with and get a picture and with Dikembe I'll just say, we blocked him from going to the bar. And so we did and wagged a finger. We're like, no, 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 you can take this picture with us. No, no, no. Uh, we saw Albert Pujols. The hug that Pujols gave us was, I mean, we know him. From, he's just amazing. He got the Humanitarian Award. I love that he's a Cardinal again. I said, thanks for coming back home. So I want to tell the story with, about Brandy Chastain because yes. you see that we're here with Brandy Chastain and we're like, we have the best Brandy Chastain story for her <laughs> and it's going to tell you. There she is. She is amazing. Did a great Title IX presentation there. We're like, either she's going to love it or we're going to have to leave the ESPYs right now. <laughs> right. And Brockman's like, you got to go over and talk Got to tell her. You got to tell her. So we tell her, we say, Brandy, you're either going to love this or hate us. But in 1999, we're out in Long Island at our, uh, who's now our cousin. He married our cousin, Steve Schwartz, married Melissa Applebaum. Applebaum Schwartz. You can't get more Jewish than that. So we're at his bachelor party, which is just out of the house, barbecuing, drinking beers, and just guys hanging out. No strippers. Daisy, no strippers. Okay. Okay. Keep your daughter off the pole. So I was like, no strippers whatsoever. So we're like, this is just us. And this is how much of a no stripper. uh, We're just guys hanging out. We start watching the Women's World Cup, and it's a championship game. It's just we stop talking to each other. We're watching the Women's World Cup. It's like almost like that's what we were designed to do. I'm telling we're telling Brandy this story. So Brandy Chastain steps up in the PK section kick drills it through the women win she takes her shirt off rips it off is just wearing a sports bra and just like you know flexes iconic. And just, iconic iconic moment and we turn to steve our, our then gotta be our cousin we said there's your stripper you're welcome <laughs> You finally got the stripper. That we, we told that to Brandy Chastain, and we waited. And by the way, Brandy's like sixteen-year-old son was with us. Right. In that he was right there too. I'm like, I don't know why we're telling this to this kid, but can I set him up with Daisy and all that yeah. stuff or whatever? Georgia, my younger daughter. Anyway, so we told her that, and we were waiting for her to be like, "Get out of here! I got to go do this serious Title IX thing." She laughed so hard, and I'm like, "I love you, Brandy Chastain. Oh. I love you. Thank you for being you, and thank you for having a sense of humor about yourself." And I was like, Brockman was right. 
I'm glad we went over there. Oh, had to go over there. So much fun. Daisy, what is it like having, uh, we got two minutes left. So Daisy, tell us what it was like having, what's it like having me as your dad? Well, it's great. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. You're funny, but, but there's a butt coming. There's a shoe that drops. <laughs> there's something that I've learned about sports. And listen, I may not know everything about sports, right. but what I do know is that it's bad if you have to say, I'm so sorry, it's my dad's team before I tell like teenage boys what team I root for. Oh. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> The Cardinals. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry, University of Michigan. There you go. I'm so sorry, the St. Louis Blues. Yes. People are like, oh my God. And I'm like, it's my dad's team. I know. But like you, I mean, you've been to a Michigan game. And and tell me the feeling you had when they played Mr. Brightside. I cried we there. when she I cried. heard the entire big house singing Mr. Brightside. It made me cry. <laughs> wow. I mean, it, it legitimately is and was, it's this like... Well, amazing experience. You, you Michigan over. football is is one of the best things ever, and it's one of the reasons why I want to go to the school. And I was at the you Coliseum in Rome, and I turned to my dad and went, "Dad, I don't think this is as big as the big house." And I'm like, "She's and it's going. not. She's going. It's not. Get her out there. <laughs> Get her on there." Yeah, it's great uh, having you as a dad. It is. I love it so much. This kid's a theater kid. She goes to a performing arts high school here in LA, and directing and writing and doing all that stuff. I mean, she, I could not be more proud of this kid. It's like we do all these things in this world. We do comedy and we get the chance to do this show. We make a show like The Nosebleeds. Check it out. Uh, you should. Everybody should see it. But then you're like, this is the best. This right, is the most important thing is sitting right here. Greatest project I've ever worked on in my life. Uh, thank you guys so much, Brockman, thank Mike, you, Randy, TJ, always, always. Hoskins, all, you, all of our guests, Gar Ryness, uh, Adam Rank, uh, Brendan Fitzgerald, Dave Revson, uh, Randy Sklar, the Sklar Brothers. Thank you so much, and uh, I'll see you next time.